This podcast is brought to you by You're the Best, a celebration of friendship, a new collection of essays about the power of female friendships by the Satellite Sisters. Do you have a girls' weekend coming up or maybe just a girls' night out, a birthday, a shower, a wedding? You're the Best is a great thank you gift for the Satellite Sisters in your life. Tell your girlfriends they're the best. Find You're the Best at Amazon or wherever books are sold. You are listening to Pole Dark and Handsome, the Satellite Sisters TV recap of the PBS drama Pole Dark. I'm Leon Dolan in Pasadena, California. I'm with my sister Julie Dolan in Dallas, Texas. This is Satellite Sisters Watch TV. And this week it was season two, episode five of Pole Dark. And Julie, I don't know what you're wearing, but I'm wearing a T-shirt that says Team Demelza. How about you? <laughs> Yes, Leanne. I want one. I also have some stockings on, Leanne, and we'll get to that, right? I put silk stockings on my Christmas list, and I don't really know how Hanukkah works. Is that two nights of gifts? It's well worth it, ladies. I mean, silk stockings. Who knew, really? I I mean, that was... It's quite an episode. And yes, indeed. Yes. I think we all want silk stockings this year. Yes, we all want them. Uh, in this episode, okay, here's what we got. We got Demelza. She is fighting for her family, her man. She mucks out a barn. She stands on the right side of smuggling. She marches into that creditor's office like a boss. And she makes Christmas dinner. As Mrs. Right. Drunk said, do you need a list of all the things she does to keep us safe and warm and fetid? <laughs> Okay. Yeah. On the other side, we have the widow Elizabeth. Okay. Yeah. She bears herself very nobly and she rides yeah. that damn horse around town. I, I just, I don't understand why Ross is torturing us. To me, the choice is obvious, but apparently not to Ross. I mean, right. I mean, that Elizabeth is beautiful, right? And she, that's what she does. She just gallops around and, and Elizabeth was his first love, but yes, I, you can't believe this is happening. That's, that's as I watched this episode that's what i thought like you are going to give up on demelza and you're spending every waking moment over there with elizabeth come on ross what's up who is not particularly interesting you know that's what i no, don't she get does, she does seem she does seem a little dull yeah yeah she does right I mean, I, I, in general, I feel sorry for gentle women of that time because they really couldn't do anything. But, right. you know, look at Caroline. She does stuff. <laughs> yes, she has more. That's right. She's she has a lot more personality. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's what your major beef with Elizabeth is. She's just dull. Yeah. And that, I mean, Demelza seems more fun. They, yeah. they, they've had a lot of fun on the home front, Ross and Demelza, right? Yes, they have. Yeah. She's, she's up for it. She's ready to do almost anything. So, I mean, I, I just don't get it. So this episode really sets up the post Francis life for Elizabeth. You know, Francis, this kind of sad sack cousin, died in a drowning accident in the last episode. And what was the flash forward? It was like seven months, I think they said, or yes. something. Seven yep. months afterwards, she's still in mourning. Although she managed to kind of make a sexy little little black dress out of that mourning wear, didn't you think? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was pretty- well, she seems to be double. She's dating. She's like, she's having gentlemen callers all come by all the time, Leanne. So I don't, I mean, yes, she stares at Francis's portrait, but uh, I think she's, 
she's definitely angling with the men in her life, no yeah. doubt. Yeah, and she's doing it with just a lot of heavy sighing. Like, that's annoying. Yeah. And then she made that sad little blanket for her mother. What was that? I mean, I know, she sits that around was... all day, and that's all she can turn out? Oh, I know, I know. Okay, so this episode takes place over Christmas in Cornwall, but it's not a very joyous Christmas. As usual, Ross has no money. And right. yet somehow he manages to find 600 pounds to bail out Elizabeth anonymously. That was yeah, I, that was like even Ross's lawyers said, you are crazy. You really don't even have this 600 pounds because you owe George 1,400 pounds, right? So I, I don't even understand where the money came from. But he decided no. like after explaining to the lawyer, oh, my wife can handle it. Oh, don't worry. My wife can do everything. It's just Elizabeth. Oh, she's a gentlewoman. All she can do is sigh. You yeah. know, <laughs> my favorite my favorite moment of the whole show was when Verity threw that shade at Elizabeth when Elizabeth <laughs> went galloping off. Verity's yeah. expression was unbelievable. I hope there's a meme of that somewhere because yeah. that was just like, I'm not that buying that horse. Verity is, is one of my favorite characters, I have to say. I mean, she's so true blue um, and she, you know, she had deep feelings for her brother and she's trying to be really loyal to Aunt Agatha there and stuff like that. But yeah, she was... She was, you know, she knows it's not right what Elizabeth is doing, just galloping around. Yeah. So uh, so for some reason, Ross, even though he's under immense pressure to pay George the weasel back the 1400 debt, there's a deadline approaching. And instead of reaching out to his wealthy friends, as Demelza suggested, because of his pride, he decides to just sort of go wholesale into the smuggling business and just let people use his land to store things. And this is very worrisome to Demelza because she actually has some ethics, don't you think? I mean, yes, I, I think she does. I mean, you keep in mind, this is Ross who fought against the Americans in the Revolutionary War, and now he's storing weapons that are going to be used in the French Revolution, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, so where are his ethics? Where are his morals about this? I mean, he just, and you know he's going to get caught, Leanne. That's oh, the yeah. other part of it. I mean, he's either going to go to prison prison or debtor prison, but we, we have more prison scenes coming, Leanne. <laughs> unfortunately. Okay. So, so that storyline goes through what it creates is just a really terrible Christmas for everyone in Cornwall. Okay. <laughs> First of all, so, uh, you know, Aunt Agatha, Elizabeth, Elizabeth's snobby mother, like that's kind of a sad little scene where they hand yep. out like coal, coal, you know, pieces of coal to each other. For I Christmas. know. I know. Those are really and this, yeah, nobody's liking the, the knitwear that Elizabeth had been working on. No, nobody likes that. And then we go to Demelza and Ross's house where, I mean, that was the saddest dinner ever where Demelza has cooked this nice chicken and put it on that pewter. And Ross is like reading the paper. He can't even be bothered to look at her. And that was a theme the whole show that he didn't see her, that he didn't notice her. She tried a little, you know, nookie. Uh, at night, he just turned a cold shoulder to her. I mean, oh, Ross, no. seriously. And in the meantime, he's galloping all over the place for Elizabeth and buying back her debt. So it looks like things Christmas Day, the debt is due. It's all going to go bad. What is he going to do? And so they march into the lawyer's office to say, well, that's it. I guess we have to turn everything over to George the Weasel, who's hosting a Christmas party. And lo and behold, a mystery person buys his debt. So that was <laughs> – is that – 
Who does that? Two missing dead files. I would, I would like some of that land. I, I would like someone to just gallop over here and buy some debt. Okay. That would be good. That would be good. Okay. Yeah. It seems like, okay, it's Caroline. It's Caroline. It's not, we, we know it's Caroline that's doing this. She's trying to, I guess, just to help out, to prove that she's a good person to the love of her life, Dr. Ennis. And so she decides that she wants to, uh, to help Ross in an anonymous way. Uh, but, um, it's, it seems kind of like sort of a stretch as a storyline, don't you think? Well, yeah. I mean, you can only pull it off so many times. I mean, it <laughs> stops yeah. being, oh, the old by the debt trick, but I, you know, I think there was a parallel here. So I understood that. Uh, we just have a lot of talk about debt, debt, coal, smuggling debt. So that's, you know, and we could use more Dr. Ennis and Caroline. Now that was certainly a bright spot. Again, she wow. the horse. You know, they're hot. The red coat. The red coat. Yeah. Some really good kisses. That that went really well. I mean, Carolyn loves this guy. I mean, you can tell the sparks are flying there and he, and he adores her, you know, and, uh, and so, and they seem to just want to gallop around. I would think that would cause some commotion in the small town of uh, Cornwall. If you just saw those two galloping all over the place. But Do you think that's a metaphor for something? Yeah. <laughs> Do you? Good man. Good man. Yeah. Good man. Good work. Well, it did cause some commotion with Uncle Ray, Caroline's, you know, kindly uncle. He seems like a pretty good guy, actually, Uncle Ray, who actually loves her. But now she's of age. And he said, listen, people have seen you galloping around. He's a poor doctor. This is just not a good choice for you. And when he said he only lives on 40 pounds a year, I don't know anything about yeah. anything, but that did not seem like a lot of money. No, I know. So, I know. So, where she is a fortune of 6,000. And so Uncle Ray, uh, Uncle Ray says, you just, you got to dump this guy. You need somebody better. And of course she won't because she adores him, even though she does. Sometimes she treats him a little snobbly, like, wouldn't you rather go practice in Oxford or somewhere else where the people aren't so poor? I like that. <laughs> well, she doesn't, she's never met anyone like Dr. Ennis. Yep. You know, she's yep. never met someone that's just totally committed to helping the poor. As she said, she was trained to be a lady. So, uh, so she asks like stupid questions like that. Yeah. But, so, uh, so but she's trying her hardest. I mean, she was buying all those oranges in the last episode and, you know, she certainly helped Ross out this time. So, so, and so Dr. Ennis stands up to uncle Ray and basically said, you're, you know, you're underestimating your niece. She is a very charming woman and it's not only about the money and no, I don't really think I should give up on her. So that was encouraging. Like that was a bright spot. There's a couple that are really committed. And, you know, so while you're watching Ross make sort of one odd choice after another and you're watching Demelza muck out that barn. <laughs> I know. She's the hardest working girl. I know she, she should get some t some t shirts. Yeah. She that's... keeps us all fetid. She does keep us fed. I know Mrs. she's Drunk. storing up for when he goes to prison, right? She has that secret cache of stuff because she knows it's gonna get even worse, right? <laughs> I like when she said, You're greatly mistook. I like that. I like that phrasing. So we have this great love story between Caroline and Dr. Ennis. We'll see where that goes. In the meantime, uh, you know, Christmas is going poorly, but then, oh, everyone buys each other's debts. Everyone's happy. George the Weasel is going to pay for the little guy to go to Oxford or Cambridge. Elizabeth sighs a lot. And finally, Ross realizes that he's been 
ignoring his wife and he comes home and uh he gives her some silk stockings now i didn't know what they were at first i was like is that lingerie and i thought that's why i wondered whether it was lingerie or maybe i thought gloves is he giving her gloves for christmas yeah and then when he said i'm gonna put that on i'm like how's that gonna work if it's a camisole and then he gets down on his knees and he rolls those stockings up her legs and he ties it off with a blue silk ribbon that was a very nice gesture that that was a good scene. That was a good, where do you think he got those stockings? That's what I was worried about. The you Vermont think, country store catalog? Maybe? <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> That's good. I mean, he, there was no Victoria's Secret in Cornwall land. So where did he get those? That's what I was worried. Like, did he take them from Elizabeth? You know, were they Elizabeth stockings? Oh. You know, I or know. I, I'm a little worried about that. Okay. Like this fabulous gift. That played so well with Demelza and with me <laughs> is somehow going to be spoiled because we're going to find out that, you know, he maybe the smugglers gave it to him. I don't know. Maybe that's I kind of thought that, but I didn't overthink it because I was so busy looking at those beautiful <laughs> pottery mugs. Did you see those in that scene where Ross and Mrs. Drunk are like drinking whiskey out of these beautiful mugs. I was like, I like to find those at the Vermont country store catalog. This must be in there. <laughs> and I liked, uh, I love Demelza's monologue about liking versus longing. I know yes. you're liking me, but are you longing for me? And then he pulls out the stockings and I think we know the answer, but uh, that was a winter ending. But I just feel like a dark cloud has moved over Cornwall and we're going to see some things go down in the next couple episodes. So that's it. That's what I feel yeah. like. I, I, I think so, too. I mean, I think Ross is on a collision course both on the personal level because he's ignoring his wife and, you know, he, he's going to make some foolish choice for Elizabeth. And then, of course, you know, he's going to end up back in prison because of the smuggling. We know it. Right. He's yeah. going to get caught. Right. Yeah. 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 So, he's going to get caught. And I, yeah. you know what? Can I just say this about Elizabeth? Just marry George. I mean, what the heck? Right. <laughs> That could solve all of her problems. Yeah, just yeah. back off. Yeah. Ross is already married. That George the Weasel, he'll take you even though you're in your late 20s. Oh, and you... <laughs> and, and, and you can have your own bedroom. It seems like right. that could be part of the deal. Yeah. So just keep that door locked at night and you won't have to deal with Weasel. Yeah, Weasel. a couple yeah. of times a year. And like you're on Easy Street, Elizabeth. <laughs> there's, there's, like... some fine, there's some fine morals there. That's good moral advice, Liam. Well, she's going to take this whole family down, you know, yeah. because of some unrequited love. It's just annoying to me. It's annoying to me. I just just <laughs> two other tidbits. I love George with Aunt Agatha. Oh, oh my gosh, they those two are going at it full blown now. Like they are not even pretending to be nice. I loved it when George said, "Well, the coffin maker should be taking your measurements." You know, like <laughs> you're going to die. He called her an old hag. But she's uh, and she was going right back at George, too. So that those were good moments, I thought, in yeah. this episode. Yeah. I was a little like Dr. Ennis. I know he is really dedicated to helping the poor and he certainly wanted to help Rosina walk again. But did he just like chop the leg off that dead guy they found on the beach <laughs> so that he could see what the tendons were? Did I see that right? Or did I like... It was Sunday night. Maybe I like fell asleep or missed something. I have to go but back and look at that. I have to go back and seemed, look at that. He seemed like 
They found that dead body, you know, and so Dr. Ennis asked Racina and I guess Racina's father to step away. And then he took out a big, big old knife. And then there was some uh, a small scene where he was like in some bloody leg thing. And then the next minute, you know, he's uh, he's cured Racina and she's walking. I think I must have gone for another cup of coffee. <laughs> okay. Well, we, we could, yeah. Oh, yeah, Land. There was so huh. there's just we're just watching you, Dr. Ennis. OK. Because, OK. He's going to make some medical breakthroughs. He could be the first like biotech billionaire. I mean, really, Caroline, he seems to really be understanding things. Yes. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we know we just uh, there are nine total episodes. Uh, again, a warning: don't don't go on the internet because Britain is a couple of episodes ahead of the American version, and you, there are a lot of spoilers out there. And if you want to just go go through the rest of the season, you know, without any foreknowledge, that's what. I, do not Google Poldark is all I'm going to say because I tried to find out when the last episode was, and I just I I. I I clicked off before I could see too much. That's all I want to say. There's a okay. lot of spoilers out there. All right. Uh, we are the Satellite Sisters. We do have a regular Tuesday podcast. You can find that at iTunes or at our website, SatelliteSisters.com. We also do a weekly review of the CBS drama, Madam Secretary. We post new recaps. It's on exactly the same time as Poldark. So uh, you got to work your DVR to watch both. But um, we post that as well at Satellite Sisters and at iTunes at Stitcher. You can find it a lot of different places. Uh Julie, whew, uh, we did a lot of good TV watching this week, didn't we? Yes, it, it was good TV, so that made it fun to watch. So uh, we're hoping that the upcoming episodes uh, continue to keep our attention, right? Absolutely. We're the Satellite Sisters. Don't forget, call your Satellite Sister. <laughs> <laughs>